Audible Visions Drama En route now to a prison block in the far corners of the cosmos, and the mystery of Robert Harding is about to deepen. In Cyclone Hopscotch, part three. Yes, I remember Orbis. He's a good man. We relied a lot on his intel in the past. But this other man, this agent, we can't trust him. He knows everything about us already. We cannot bring him on board. Can you contact Orbis again? Ask him about Rupert? Only through Sylphid. Orbis is an elusive fellow, and she keeps his whereabouts close to her chest. It would take time. Well, the agency know this ship is stolen, right? Rupert has agreed to commandeer it to make it look as though he's returning it to its owners. And what happens to us? Yeah, yeah we'll be crated off to a holding station, but he'll then ferry us back to the ship. So you're letting him capture us? <sighs> A ruse, not real. Well, it's sounding real to me. What does Bryony say? Look, if he wanted to capture us, he would have done so the moment we stepped off the ship. Yes, but then he wouldn't have priced out all this information about us. (coughs) You told him about our capital ship. He knew already. Does Corrine know about all this? Not yet. Well, you can tell her your great plan, because I'm not. No, um... Uh, we're, we're, we're doing this, then... After I've spoken about it to Briny, you can explain it to Sylphide. <laughs> if we ever get to see her again. What about Prissy? We're jumping all over the place now. We were going to recoup our numbers and rescue Prissy. Listen, when we're safe, Rupert Coburn will help us locate her. Because... He's a court ops agent. Yes, so he has connections. He, he promised. Have you ever known a court ops agent to be friendly and open to our cause before? Never. Exactly. Wish us all luck. I can't believe it. A prison ship. We're in a prison ship. It's just a transport. Do you think Nisha will be alright? Doubt it. A strange dad sends her a mysterious package. A court ops agent collects it and leaves her with nothing. I'd be right really pissed. He didn't. He left her the skull and the tapes. Said those were hers now, to keep safe. Oh, I thought he'd have nicked them. Mm. No, I heard him. Yes, he was implicit they stay with her and that she's kept safe. He really did seem to care.
We're docked. So I hear. Mistress Verney? Uh, can you see anything out the porthole on your side? I've just got bulkhead. Hold, please. What's the cargo? Six prisoners. It's Tressler. What? So what? Oh, we've been set up. Shush. Shush. Do you have any confiscated goods on board? Why do you ask? Money, officer. Coburn. Rupert Coburn. Mm. Well, Pablo's known for rather expensive curios. The sort of thing these crazy archivists dig up and sell for uh, extortionate amounts. you have anything like that on board? I'm afraid not. You said suspected stolen goods. What's the merch? A bit too big to fit in a transport ship. Oh? They allegedly stole a cargo ship. <laughs> Pirates, then? Only if I can prove it. Good catch. Thank you. I wish you the best of luck. Principal. Oh my god. That was so close. Okay, so he didn't shop us to Tressler. That doesn't mean we're not in trouble. Officer Baleska, Officer Theddle, good to see you again. If you could help me take these offenders to cell 17, please. How long has it been? Four hours, judging by the clock at the back. Budge up, my legs are getting stiff. Okay, I'm getting worried now. It's okay, just you know, give him time. To do what? Sell us out to the highest bidder. They've got our ship, all the weapons on board, they've got Yurik, and we've got absolutely nothing. Look, we've got no choice but to ride this out now. Come on, hold it together. Yeah, I'm together. I'm not sure about everyone else, but I'm together. Six hours. I know, Juice. Briny. Hey, this is all your plan. You can work it out from here. Sorry, my lady. That sounded ruder than intended. Uh, not that I intended any rudeness. It's just that... Uh, I'll be quiet now. How long would it take an ice freighter to get here from the Hollow Wisdropesium? About six and a half hours. Shit. Shit, 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 shit. What was that? Whoa. Oh, that's a, a heavy artillery bolt, like... Yeah. Hazel? Lady Valentine? Yeah. That's a ship outside. Something big. Oh my god! What's going on? The station's under attack. Uh, like a Skeff ship. Like a Skeff battle wedge. Shit! Those things are big, aren't they? Very big. Hurry! Georgina! Hazel! Get ready to go! 
Get us out! What's happening? Is this your escape plan? A bit drastic. I don't know what this is. I was clearing the reports of the stolen ship when I got word that a battle wedge had jumped in. They're saying it's Robert Harding. What? Attacking here? And there are about six shuttle boxes pounding at it like bees on an angry bear. Shit! Mistress Fanny? Oh no. Robert Harding leaves no survivors. Why would he attack a prison block? I thought he was meant to be a saviour or something. Let's just go. We'll take the transport to Ditchworld. That's where we've parked your ship. What about the rest of the crew? We've got a container ship on auto that'll follow us all in. Ditchworld again? Yeah, I've been spending quite a bit of time there recently. Hey, you all okay back there? Wonderful. With unprecedented fire. Listen to this. And last night, another attack from Robert Harding. Juice, get it this on your This time stick against thing. the prison block. What channel? The cradle Three, six, in five. the Heimdall sector. Once again, the facility was totally destroyed. Though fortunately, many of the courthouse personnel were able to evacuate. Jesus! Look, we were in that. Whoa! Yeah. No, look, there it is again. What? The footage from that video. There's a different bit there. Did you see? Oh my god. This is that scene we saw. That was the event. But the attack that happened just now was the event you watched on video last week. Then we did see a recording of the future. Oh, look. That's impossible. There's there's something being manipulated here. It's like we saw a recreation of the event. What happened to us just now, the attack, it's similar, but not exactly the same as the one on the film. I'm starting to feel severely left out of things here. Sorry, Bryony. A lot has gone on. Now you know how I feel. But that was it. On the tape. It's not meant to happen for another few days, though. You saw the date stamp. Why then? Why recreate an event that's going to happen anyway in a few days? I mean, was that or was that not your Robert Harding feather and all that? You all okay? Not in the slightest. How's you? Just buckle up. We'll be landing in 30 minutes. Not what I imagined. I know. I was expecting trash laid out from here to the horizon. This is kinda... neat. I've been tidying. Robert's bedroom could use your touch. I... I know this place. I've been here before. Yes. Carla said this is where you two first met. Yeah, I I remember the the bunker there and that outpost. What was it she called it? Uh, Tat and treasure. (laughs) (laughs) Tat and treasure. (laughs) Yeah. It's still in use. Over here, your ship is waiting. Oh, what? So that's it now, is it? Just going to leave us to go on our merry way? We went to Pablo for answers. You said we could use this other skull for protection. But a bit of help wouldn't go amiss. You know far more about what's going on than you're admitting. Louise is right. I think it's about time we shared some of our knowledge. Call it... uh... The start of a trusting relationship? Besides, 
You're going to help us get Prissy back, remember? Hmm. All right. I'll fix us something to eat. You're serious about that? Mm. Mm. Yeah, seriously. I'm new to all that. And what does it mean you've died before? Ah, okay. Where to begin? Mm. Right. So, the circle of re-life. It's a process that all Cortops agents go through. It ensures an agent can continue pursuit of dangerous criminals wherever they are. You see, sometimes we're alone and in some pretty horrific places and, well, death is a certainty. So, if we are killed, as in shot or stabbed or whatever, then our consciousness is immediately placed within another body and away we go again. Cortops agents are immortal? Mm, not quite. There's always a possibility of some complications. I mean, there are a number of ways to perpetuate our lives, like... Well, a lot of the time we have our minds mapped so that when we die, it's loaded into another brain, another body. Of course, if there are memories that were never saved, as is often the case, then that can lead to confusion and thoughts and feelings lost forever. Sometimes the feelings remain, but not the memory that created them. It can be a struggle. Some agents have the facility to have a brain cloned with an almost live feed of duplicate memories being hardwired in, so that when you die, it's just a case of popping the brain into a suitable host. And then, there's a rather old method whereby the old brain, if still intact, is flown over into a new body and kick-started into life. So what method do you use? All three. Seriously, I'm not looking forward to next time. The brain-flying method was all that was on offer to me for when I'm next killed. But you can never actually die, though. Oh, I can die all right. The process isn't infallible. But... So, we could all have this done? Uh, we would all fight on and not really worry about getting killed? Uh, no, Louise, it's, uh, it's not as simple as that. The process doesn't work so well on women. Oh, why? Because um, that's the way it's been engineered. Yes. Okay. Yeah, this is where we get to the real nitty-gritty. All of this work, this circle or cycle of re-life. It comes from Genog. The people who run the cops? Yes. You really don't know all this? Uh, no. Earthling. Sorry. What? Earth? Like the planet Earth? Uh, yeah. From Look. London? You're meant to be filling me in on the comings and goings of the cosmos. Genorg, yeah? <coughs> yes. The murderers of Genorg. Okay. Tell me about them. It's complicated, but... Well, everything changed with Genorg. They filtered their way into our lives long before the Klagnags, before the Sketh, making deals with our governments, making proposals to change our way of life. The murderers you see now are not the same as they used to be. I've never they're, seen one. Well, they're genetically augmented organisms. Designed, grown, configured for purpose. And they want to do the same to us. 
I'm told that they used to be just like us, generations and generations ago, but more and more we're integrating their way of thinking into our circle of real life. And trust me, they're not nice thoughts. What's this thing about women, then? Now, it's not just a case of the murderers not liking women. They... Well, for a start, they don't recognize gender. Uh, no, no, that that's not quite right. I mean, they do not reproduce as humans might. They... <laughs> well, they gave that up a long time ago. And because of this, they have tailored their existence to remove any female identifiers. Female identifiers? What the hell does that mean? I mean, what does it mean to be a woman anyway? Most people just think of flower ranging, pink skirts and high heels. Well, if that's what it is, then you can sod right off. Good for them, I say. No, no, you misunderstand. The murderers actively dissuade the actual concept of female genderism. Whether it be by biology of birth, physical rectification, or born of female mind. The concept of female, however it manifests, is considered redundant. They consider it one of many human and relivian weaknesses. They are heavily race-biased too. They want only a certain gene stock to draw from. Why? They have a template of what is acceptable, and they are sticklers to the rules. <laughs> That's not an answer. I mean, what the hell? Have we just let them do this? That's why it's so difficult to try and reason with them. They are 100% genetically tailored bulldozer maniacs who won't listen to reason. Yeah, I'm often described the same way, so what? I mean, doesn't anyone try to stop them? They give so much to the agency. They give the promise of an extended life, and yes, they allow us to police our cosmos with this power. But, as I say, bit by bit and day by day, this way of thinking is dripping into our way of life. That one gender or one race has claim over another, and that the only path towards peace is for us to eventually become them. They have universal superiority and you can outwardly see central control thirsting for some of that. You can see that we're becoming more and more like the murderers each day. So women can't be cops? Not armed officers, no. Seeing as the genetics required to augment the officers was drawn only from male prisoners, they said it was fair that only men could be court-ops agents. Then there was a clause that women could not carry firearms, and it soon became clear that the murderers were manipulating us from within our own ranks. A system that once valued freedom was being held to their agenda. Shit! I mean, it's the sort of thing I dread happening on Earth. I mean, we're not great, but people have... I mean, we... We fought wars to stop this from happening and... Jesus, I had no idea. Mm. Yeah, and, and you can imagine how some of us thought this was a blessing. Mm? That as females, we wouldn't be placed in those situations that, you know, that we could get jobs as, as pilots and scientists and engineers and, and then, and then... What? What? Conditioning. Is that as bad as it sounds? Women within the periphery of the agency are conditioned for battle situations, 
conditioned for servitude as directed by the murderers. Whoa, what? Yeah, yeah that's true. It's their way of being inclusive. Shit. Murderers hate women, simple as that. I could have told this story in like three seconds. Uh, but just look, right? This, this, that's not the only reason we're here to fight them. Mm. I mean, the, the whole regime that real life has embraced needs pulling down. You know, they're, they're not just against women. Mm? No, they're, they're building an empire based on hate and segregation and well, it has to stop. Has to. A tall order. It's maybe impossible, but, you know, we'll do what we can. Yeah, I get it. And I'm with you all the way. In part three of Hopscotch, written by Graham David Richards, Sarah Golding was Georgina Verney, with Fiona Thrale as Hazel Valentine, Sasha Cooper as Louise Blissett, Rue Dickey as Duke and Nevis, Penny Scott Andrews as Bryony, Wendy Lapp as Corrine Kelly, Andrew Cresswell as Officer Coburn, N.C. Grace Charms as Yorick, Mardi Anderson as the newsreader, and Graham Richards as Tressler. The music was especially composed and performed by Sophie Rose, the track Outer Worlds, used with kind permission. Sound design by Tap Dancer. With additional thanks to Matthew Exel, Patricia Dawn Richards and Julia Eve. Cyclone is produced and published by Audible Visions with Channel House Entertainment. Copyright 2022. And you can hear the next part of this sci-fi drama at the same time tomorrow. Are you looking for a new podcast to try? Check out Glenda Blast Your Ear Off, audio flash fiction stories written by Josh Bush and narrated by Glenda Villamar. You can find the podcast on YouTube, Twitter, Anchor FM, and other podcasting platforms.